0: The, go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment, so you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Cabo meal, valid when product served. Welcome to episode number 71 of the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joining by the brightest minds in all of the gambling industry. And with me, Dustin Galker, Adam Candy. You can find them on the Twitter machine at Dustin Galker at Adam Candy2Es. No why. And you can hate and follow me at Matt Brown M2 if you would like to do that. We're going to talk about some uh, numbers here that we uh, maybe that we didn't get to last week. What's going down in Louisiana? What's going down in Illinois? Did we get extra time over there or not? But let's go ahead and let's kick things off here. With the Barstool Sportsbook app that is now live and rocking and rolling over in Pennsylvania, guys, this is a long time coming. We've been talking about this deal that was made between Barstool and Penn for a long time. We were watching the stock continually climb despite the fact that they did not have a working product in any market that was legal. And now we are at least sitting with a product that is live. Legal and rocking and rolling. So Adam, let's kick things off here with what is going on over in Pennsylvania with Barstool.
2: Well, the Barstool Sportsbook app has launched. Uh, It has been a long time coming and it has arrived with all of the fanfare that you might expect uh, something from Barstool to come with. Uh, From those who have played around with the app, they say the experience is not all that different than what they see from most other sports betting apps. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see if that lack of differentiation means anything for a company that seems pretty dedicated to the model of converting its media users over to the app. Will they care? Will they have already downloaded another app and not see any difference with this one? We'll find out. Uh, There have been some, let's say, off color and interesting props uh, that have been posted. There has been, shockingly, the founder of Barstool Dave Portnoy getting into a pissing match with a major league baseball player and posting a prop about it. So, you know, uh it, it has been exactly what you would have anticipated right. for Barstool coming in, and uh we certainly will see where it goes.
0: So I will say this. So I downloaded it and I've got it here on the phone and I was messing around with it because I wanted to see if there was anything that was, you know, made it stand out or anything like that. One of the things I think first and foremost that I did not, that you don't get from other apps that you do get from this one. And look, maybe it's just a smart marketing ploy here, but every time you go to open the app, if you have not opted in to getting push notifications or anything like that, it asks you every single time. If you would like push notifications and if you would like to be notified for things with the app, you literally have to say no every single time that you fire the thing up. And, you know, look, they want to be able to get at you every, you know, as much as humanly possible. So I did notice that. I think the other thing that I did notice as well is there is a lot of stuff going on here, Dustin, for for casuals. Right. Like so whenever you go into a game. And Adam, you're familiar with betting apps. Dustin, you're familiar with betting apps. There's things called alternate lines, right? So there's the the line that's posted for everyone. And then you can typically go into a different menu and you can go and try to find like alternate lines for something. Well, underneath a game literally right underneath the game it just has a bar that says move the line and you can slide it one way or the other and you can actually like right there just in that menu move the line to whatever you would want it to be the odds change as you do that and so that actually is Something I think is pretty cool for a novice better, right, because somebody who has no idea what an alternate line is or has any clue where to go about finding such a thing, um, to see that on there, I did at least notice that, Dustin, I know you kind of messed around with it a little bit more, and uh, it seems like there are some people who are downloading it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't think anybody expected like the greatest sports betting app ever created. It, it is a functional mm-hmm. sports betting app, but that—that that is what they need to deliver. They, you know, I, I said before that if they to get live, I mean, I guess I expected a little bit more maybe because they missed the, the, the very first week of NFL season. I'm expecting a lot of bells and whistles. The, the product you talked about with the move the line feature. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, we are, and I'm going to give all this with a grain of salt, but you know, there are analysts and, uh, Financial publications breathlessly reporting that uh, Barstool has 21,000 downloads per day, 63,000 downloads in its first weekend. Okay, great. If you did, if they weren't do, doing those kind of numbers, I'd be frankly worried uh, for Barstool. And even then, I think we're we're talking those, are, those numbers seem kind of low because they're supposed to turn on a spigot, right? This is supposed to be Barstool's live. Everybody, everybody, every Barstool fan in the in the world in Pennsylvania at least is going to download this. So you know, we, there's a lot to break down here because downloads. Who cares? This could be. We don't know how many of these are in PA. Get a state. Make sure you we say. Well, I'm one. only – Right, yeah. you're one. Well, all of us, uh, you know, people. like uh,
0: you're one. I'm one. You know, like yeah. I mean, like uh, like I downloaded it. You downloaded it. So yeah. I mean, we can't. We don't live in Pennsylvania. We can't play there. So downloads and actual depositing customers, two completely different things. Yes,
1: absolutely. And yeah. And there, there, there are a lot of have to be a lot of looky lose here in Barstool world who are like, oh, Barstool has a sports book app. Or they found it. Or they heard a friend. Like, god only. I mean, this is a more relevant number. You know, it's still a relevant number. It's a lot of downloads. It was number one in sports mm-hmm. for the weekend. Great but people are comparing it to like DraftKings and Fandle. DraftKings and Fandle didn't launch anything this past weekend. So great that you outpaced them. Also DraftKings and Fandle, a built-in uh, you know, database of people they can constantly feed this to. It's anyway, apples to oranges in ter- terms of comparing Barstool doing this first ever launch to anybody else. And yeah. The, I mean, the biggest thing is, yes, getting those people. Uh, great. You had all these downloads. W- well, I'm going to be way more interested when we see the numbers, see how much revenue and, and handle there is. And that will give us a sense of, wh- of whether they're competing, because I will say right now, if they aren't instantly number three in the Pennsylvania market or approaching it, then they've got problems. Because, again, this was supposed to be turning on a spigot. This is not supposed to. It's not some slow, slow burn. This is like Barstool's here. Everybody's going to bet with us. So if they're not doing that, I think they have some issues.
0: Yeah, Adam, I mean, look, we're still early in the NFL season here. This is prime customer acquisition time. So no shocker that they would get a bunch of downloads. But again, I I keep going back to the fact that, you know, I'm one of those downloads. I think a couple of my friends in Louisiana are down like downloaded it to take a look and see what it was all about. Like, so the, the whole downloads thing. Yeah, I mean, you want people downloading the app regardless. I mean, you want them to have it on their phone. That is, that is part of the customer acquisition process getting them to deposit and actually bet at your bet at your at your website is another thing and bet on the app is one thing but um you know i'm just not i don't know i guess i'm just not and until i see hard numbers and kind of see things like that i mean it's cool i guess cool fact i guess but past that we'll, we'll see
2: part of what i think is necessary to understand about that is who's reporting these numbers right we know that barstool is going to push the download numbers because they look good for them and you have a lot of media that is not conditioned to reporting on either business mm-hmm. or sports business, who are sort of parroting that number and saying, "Wow, looks like a great number. They're number one." Uh, that's you know, it is what it is. To to use a commonly overused cliche, um, I think the idea is that those downloads don't equal revenue, as you just said, and also they are behind. Like it's it's very very important to understand that they are materially behind their competitors, a year behind their competitors, and a week behind their competitors in terms of this particular um, this particular NFL season. So put it all together, and you say that okay, great, it has been you know by some measures a successful launch. But as Dustin said, you won't know in September where they really rank because they're not going to have a full month. Mm. But when we get the October numbers, if this is anything less than an instant 5% market share and probably closer to a 10% market share, since that's what they've been pushing about their strength, then this Penn stock that has been soaring, I think there are going to be some serious questions about where it goes
0: yeah i think that we're we're pretty much like you know i i think we're in a wait and see there we're not we're not saying it's not impressive for them to get all these downloads it is i mean look that because that is at the end of the day that is part of the customer acquisition process right i mean you got to get people to download your app if you're ever going to turn them into a customer so it is impressive that they got people to download the app and 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 do all that but yeah i mean we'll know i don't even know if october is when i i'll November, when that rolls around, I get October numbers, uh, you know, December, maybe when I get November numbers, something like that, where there's a little bit of time for for it to mature. Maybe we'll see how kind of things roll from there. But I'm with you guys. And and Adam, I think right from the get go here, this is something that we've been looking at. We hit on this a little bit last week with Dustin being on a podcast talking about responsible gaming where there was a, a big push from the AGA as far as responsible gaming. And we always were kind of a little bit curious as to how Penn was going to go about this with Barstool and then how Barstool itself was going to go about this. And I'm guessing that you're seeing pretty much what you thought was going to happen through all this process, at least here in the early days.
2: I have to be honest, it's even a little worse than what I imagined it would be. And I'm happy to sound like the old in the room by saying (laughs) this. But when there's content in which the president of the company pushes the idea that his D fell off uh, in in what he was betting, but he did so so responsibly because of how much money he was down. And then you play the video and he talks about, dude, I'm down so much money and blah, 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 blah. And the guy next to him, who goes by Big Cat, uh, says responsibly. It's one thing when you're pushing your garbage content about how to bet and doing so in a way that maybe some think isn't the right way to go about it. Your company, Penn's problem, Barstool's problem. When you're mocking responsible gaming, that's when, I, I'm going to be honest, guys, I know we're recording a podcast, and I probably mm-hmm. could curse if I wanted to, but <laughs> I, I just had to swallow down a bunch of curse words. For yeah. I would say, you can get the F out of here if you're going to yeah. start mocking responsible gaming efforts. Look, it takes one bad actor to bring the attention of regulators and there's one thing that barstool does well it's get attention it's largely for being idiots and in this situation they're in the process very very quickly of screwing it up for everybody so penn national needs to put on its big boy pants and go do something about this problem that it bought
0: yeah. I mean, look, there's one thing. It's one thing if you want to kind of like do your little shtick about this whole deal. But like you said, it's one, th- it's completely another when you actually are mocking the whole responsible gaming thing. I mean, if you want to, it, it, we don't agree with it, but if you want to do your shtick and that's what it is and Penn's going to let you do it, then uh, there's nothing really we can do about it, right? Until, until something else comes down. But the mocking of the responsible gaming thing, is really, the, the only problem I really have with it is the fact that who is their target audience, right? Like who is their target audience? person their target person is like the young 20s guy right I mean like it's like the guy who's just getting in to gambling and just getting into gaming that is their audience they have this huge wealth of collegiate based websites that literally target a collegiate you know uh, age person and people that just got out of college and stuff like that so you know to me that's what really kind of gets in my craw I'm not going to curse either Adam I'm just going to say I'll use a I'll use a real old term as well get to my craw all right like that's all that's all up in my craw right wow there.
2: I, I i didn't think you were going to start talking about your craw today you really <laughs>
0: like so that's uh that's all up in my craw but dustin we we talked about the stock just a, a little bit and how it had been soaring so we might as well give an update where where are we at with this thing and, and where are we kind of sitting kind of as we record this on wednesday afternoon this is
1: my—I mean, I've, this has been fascinating to follow the whole time. My, my favorite thing is that we actually got a launch, right? We actually have the app in front of us. Everybody's been talking it up. All these downloads, uh, analysts have been breathlessly saying uh, it, it looks like a great sports book. It's just like DraftKings and fandle and then the stock goes down, which i make, makes no sense to me. It's down like seven <laughs> percent today. It's below trading below seventy dollars. Again, we've been following this long. It was started at four many months ago in the middle of the beginning of right. The Somebody's pandemic. rich, yeah. I mean, somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. somebody made out of this, like yeah. But, it, but sure. it's so funny, and people are. Like uh, yeah. some people saying, "Oh, it's already baked. The launch was already baked in the pro- to the price." Okay, great. But like, why, what what happened? Like, it's been going up on all sorts of ridiculous news. Like, like some some college football is being played, so I guess that made the stock go up. I, I, like, there's been lots of ridiculous things. We actually have an app that you can look at that people have been reporting on, and then all of a sudden the stock goes down. It makes I don't know. Makes zero sense. And everything you should think would be like, "Oh man, great!" Barstool. They finally delivered the product. Here it is. It's doing great. Uh, Stock goes up. Not the case. I don't know. Again, hashtag we're not stock analysts, but kind of crazy.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, this would be just to, just to add to Dustin's point. If the iPhone first came out and Apple stock had been soaring based on this iPhone's going to be great. Everyone's going to love it. And then the product got into people's hands and everybody went, meh, it's all right. And the stock went down. You would all be freaking out right now. (laughs) So
0: uh, why is it different? Yeah. Yeah, no. I it, look. It's it, the people who bought it at four and had the wherewithal to like maybe let this thing ride up to where it is and then get out. Like, hey, you know, that's they're 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 probably rolling around just laughing at all of us who are making fun of this right now. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's an interesting scenario. Look, this is going to be a story we're going to be following pretty heavily. I mean, it is a, it's a major deal. It is a major investment for one of the major gaming companies in the country with that has sights on expansion. I mean, they are going to be in other states outside of just Pennsylvania. So this is going to be moving in. Of different markets. And so if you think we're spending an inordinate amount of time talking about Barstool here, I mean look, we've we've hit on DraftKings and FanDuel and 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 points bet and stuff as much as we humanly possibly can. And then this is kind of a new a new entrant into the market. So that's kind of why we're going to focus on this while we are. I mean there's something to to look at here. So let's uh let's move on though Adam. Let's move on to Illinois and this was one of the big questions that we were wondering here of course the saga of can you wager I mean can you sign up online or do you have to be physically present in a casino has been on and off and on and off and we were wondering because we were approaching a deadline that came and went this past Saturday so where do we sit for the people in Illinois If they want to say, okay, I didn't get at it the first couple of weeks here, but maybe I'm interested in this whole sports betting thing.
2: I'm glad you pivoted, Matt, because I would like to get to just a garden variety dumpster fire as opposed to (laughs) the flaming viewable from outer space dumpster fire that we were just talking about. Uh, It is definitely at Kardashian levels of on again, off again, on again, off again. In Illinois right now, you can register for and fund your sports betting account via mobile means, and you can do that for roughly another 30 days after Governor Pritzker, this past Friday, extended the executive order that he had reinstituted a month earlier, allowing people to do that instead of having to go to a casino to fund their accounts. That's largely based on the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. There really wasn't any reason for Pritzker to undo That order again at this particular time, but then again, didn't seem like there was the first time around when he stopped the order. So the point is for now, for the five mobile sports books in the state of Illinois, they can continue to sign people up from anywhere in the state. And it certainly has been a robust market early on, and we can only expect the competition to increase from here. What will happen come mid-October when it's time to potentially renew it again? I would put my money if I had to put money on it, on it getting extended one more time, because doing that right before the election would seem to be both a bad political move and a strange business Mm -hmm. move.
0: So that's uh that's kind of where I was going with this Dustin is my follow up to you was do you do you think that this is not going to be something that just ends up getting permanently enacted here do we believe that this is just kind of okay another month okay another month and then finally one of these at the end of one of these deadlines they say all right, yeah, now you actually have to go trot back in a casino if you want to sign up. Well,
1: no, I mean, okay. the, the will of the legislature when they passed this was to, to do that. Uh, I mean, one of the dynamics mm-hmm. here is, you know, it seems like, you know, Rush Street, the which owns Rivers Casino is the one that had been most for in-person registration. They had the, you know, the the the, the location right next to Chicago. They they were in good position. They kind of ran the bill that way. That's the way way they wanted it. And they're also becoming a public company. They're a publicly traded company. It's going to be hard to go back to this world where you say, oh, this is better for business where we have in-person registration. Yes, maybe you uh, have some competitive advantage over the people who are further away from Chicago, but you're you're just going to be hamstringing yourself on that front. So it'll be, I I don't, I I mean, anybody who claims to have real knowledge of this, I don't know. I think it really is right now a, a health Thing that they're going to make it month to month based on what COVID looks like because it is this dumb policy to make people go to a casino when you can do it from there. So, but you know, i mean, lawmakers who passed this were this is what they wanted and what they lobbied for. So, I, I would say I don't know if we're going. We're. Definitely going back, but I'd say it's on the table, especially if if we see numbers for COVID get under control in Illinois.
0: Adam, uh, finally here, I mean, you you take a look at this and Dustin mentions from a business standpoint, and that's kind of where I think that I'm looking at this and I can understand maybe at the very beginning where if you were thinking that there was never going to be mobile registration, so we are going to have the upper hand here from the get go, and we're going to be able to acquire all these people. And that's the way this is going to be. But now where that was not the case, and we have had people being able to sign up at DraftKings and FanDuel and points, whatever, you know, all the stuff like that. Do you think we could possibly see a pivot and maybe a push in the other direction from, from this uh, specifically rush street? Because when you, when you take a look at it at this point now, I mean, they are, they don't have any exclusivity. They don't have any sort of uh, of that going on. So why don't you look at it and say, actually, it's probably better for us if we go ahead and just go the opposite direction on this, because there's X amount of people already have DraftKings and X amount of people already have FanDuel and maybe they're looking for something different and maybe we can provide that for those customers.
2: This horse is definitely out of the barn, Matt. And, and I'm not really sure the utility of trying to put it back in, mm-hmm. even from the Rush Street perspective, right? Because right. they had their market edge, And now that market edge just isn't there. Um, So now that it's gone, what comes next? I think you have to see where the revenue pans out uh, over the first few months. Are there fears founded, right? Were there fears founded that having these bigger companies come in was going to do them in? We'll find out. Um, But what I think could happen is you could see the legislature when it comes back into session next year. You could see the legislature take another look at this and say, Hey, listen, it didn't really work out to where we needed this. The Mm in-person registration was something that we proved by what happened during the time of the executive orders that even though we didn't intend for it to go this way, it actually went pretty smoothly. And we haven't had any sort of problems that would be of, uh, you know, of our interest to try Mm -hmm. to legislate away. So they could go in and try to fix this and make it mobile in the legal intent uh, just to end this mess of the executive orders up and down.
0: Dustin, one of the big states out there that we have been trying to predict one way or the other, things look to be swinging in the direction of yes when it came to Ohio. And then pretty much as soon as we thought that it was swinging towards yes, it seemed like, oh, hold on, on, pump the brakes a little bit. Where do we currently sit with the great state of Ohio?
1: Uh, yeah, we're in a little bit of limbo, I'd say. I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm still optimistic, but uh, good reporting here by Matthew Waters over on what's going on in Ohio. A key senator involved in, in sports betting policy there said, uh, quote, I want to avoid giving any impression that discussions that four members have had about an issue as complicated as sports gaming somehow, while wildly important, I suppose, in a certain sense, is by no means the final word on anything. So that means, mm-hmm. I mean, who, who knows what that means? That means it's not a done deal. Not everybody who needs to sign off of it, including leadership of, of the chambers has signed off on it, and now it's still looking like a trending positive in Ohio from from everything that that we see here. And it's a it's a very good bill that they're considering, at least the draft bill. But that's again, you know, just being per- told to us as a as a draft, not a not by any means a finished product. But um, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be waiting here a little bit. There, there, again, sports betting does not exist in a vacuum anywhere. It is part of in any legislature. It's part of negotiations on any number of things that can get uh, be horse trading in the back about mm-hmm. what's going on. So we'll see. Ohio, you know, or, yeah, we, we, we had a key member of the, the Senate pumping the brakes, but still looks like we have a shot at getting it through in Ohio. But like anything, uh, you have to be a little cautious, a little cautious on any optimism. Uh,
0: Adam, as far as Ohio goes, should things progress here? What are we looking at? Are we looking at a situation where you need to be tied to X amount, like limited licenses? Like what, what are we what are we kind of looking at there in Ohio?
2: We're looking at a bill that actually could be fairly favorable to the industry. I mean, you could be looking at multiple skins per casino. Uh, You could be looking at a market that has upwards of two dozen, closer to three dozen licenses available. So it could be very interesting when it comes to the Ohio market. Uh, What we've seen floated is a reasonable tax rate and accessible licensing. So. You know, and obviously, Ohio is a very populous and sports crazed state, both college and professional. So it's a huge market. Uh, It's a bill that I would compliment how they've gone about crafting it. They've really taken their time and listened to multiple voices from within the industry and uh, from within sports at large. And they seem to have a pretty good handle on what they're doing. I would just add to what Dustin was saying about Senator Eklund's quote that I, I think he's kind of taking the impression uh, to people to say, listen, if you think this all got done behind closed doors, we're not done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a working group. We've got a draft. We've had mm-hmm. hearings, but there's still plenty of time to go. And I think he's legislatively very smartly trying to control any backlash uh, from fellow legislators who think that it's a done deal without their input.
0: Yeah, I was reading the the story over on. LSR and, and definitely from from what I can tell, and you guys know this way better than me, but it definitely looks like a, a pretty encouraging bill as far as, you know, these new bills getting introduced, whether we like them or dislike them or things that we that we don't see. I do like the fact that there'll be multiple skins. I do like it seems like it's a reasonable tax rate. It looks like a pretty cool way to go about it there in Ohio. So hopefully uh it does get done sooner as opposed to to later. Hi guys, we have talked about this on multiple occasions, Colorado, just a a completely open market up there for all of these. I mean, we're going to see just, we've already seen a massive amount of apps get launched up there. We're probably even going to see a few more get going within the state. We have some of the new school, some of the old school, kind of a different mix of how people are going to go about business and how they're going to try to acquire customers. So it will be interesting to see how everything plays out there over the course of football season. But we do have some early numbers here. So what does Colorado look like?
1: Yeah, this is so new. I didn't have time to prepare. Where, is, this a, is this a city in Colorado for you? Geography test for you, Matt. But maybe <laughs> next time, maybe next time. And just, just before we get on, we got the Colorado numbers. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of detail in terms of who is winning and mm-hmm. who's doing well. But uh, we get the top-level number, one hundred and twenty over $120 million in handle. Uh, if you've been listening to us or reading the stories, that puts it in, uh number five in terms of sports betting markets, just behind Indiana and obviously the the big ones of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, and Nevada. So uh, encouraging numbers, kind of trends growth that we're seeing everywhere else on a busy August for, for sports and, um, you know, a, we're seeing good numbers there. Uh, our fa- our favorite sport, table tennis, still coming in at the fourth most bet on sport. It's, it's, <laughs> the wild part is it is not. It's it's so important. It's not broken out into other. It's not put into other. It still gets its own line item in the in the Colorado. Colorado revenue report. So, obviously, uh, a lot of betting on uh, baseball and, and basketball. There will be a ton on football, but uh, table tennis has apparently still captured the imagination. Uh, as I was talking with with some of you privately, I think it was it, you understand why table tennis is still big because, like, if you're doodling around on an app at like After the NBA games are on done or whatever at night, like there's nothing else live, so you're like, look at the live tab, and and there's table tennis, right? So this is, I don't know how great that is from a responsible gaming standpoint, because people are then just going to. You're betting on table tennis because it's there, but that's that's got to be the dynamic, right? Because there's there's so much right. volume to it. Oh, for sure, it's, it's there. It's there and it's live. You want a live bet? So uh, it is a wild dynamic. And uh, but Colorado overall, obviously, doing well, and we'll be excited to see the growth here in football season.
0: Yeah, going to be one of the most fun markets for us to to follow for sure. And and Dustin, I mean, I mean, uh, Adam, I think one of the things I did see whenever these numbers came out is we we've talked about how where these casinos are located in Colorado. That of that hundred and 50 million or like 2 million or something was was actually in person and everything else was online because again you have to kind of like go into the mountains and you got to hike up a hill and to get to these casinos and stuff so uh, everything is happening mobile and online in colorado
2: The physical situation to get to a Colorado casino is sort of like the metaphor we use for in-person sports betting in most other states. You really do have to climb a mountain in order to bet on sports in person in Colorado. So, yeah, you're seeing one of the first uh, largely, I can't say purely mobile markets, Mm -hmm. but pretty close to purely mobile markets coming up here and getting started essentially in the middle of the pandemic. And so you heard Dustin throw the number out of fifth in handle don't just poo-poo that number if you're listening to this podcast. This market is nowhere near mature yet. Mm-hmm. You have double-digit operators still trying to get themselves together and get into this thing. You have the Super contests which did not get itself together in time to launch in Colorado this year. So this is just the scratching the surface of what can happen in the Centennial State.
0: Yeah, looking forward. Correct me if I'm
1: wrong. Yeah. bet, which is headquartered, has a headquarters, not even live in Colorado, unless I'm mistaken. Is that right? <laughs> I think.
2: I'm not, uh, I would have I'm to not double run. check. I I believe they are. I believe they are alive. But I do need to double check that. I can't. There's so many sports books in so many states. I probably just I know. went off. I probably. probably just no, went off actually, no. Off. I'll run. I, I will double check this when we get back. But I know that they were prioritizing Illinois first. They are not live in
0: Colorado. They wanted to to go Illinois. I
2: I had it in my head that it was either Illinois or Colorado first. They prioritized (laughs) Illinois. They really wanted to get up in Illinois when they thought it was going to be uh, in person only and now they're uh, they're a little behind. Jersey, know, Illinois,
0: know, Indiana, and Iowa for points. Right, bet, yep. But no, no Colorado. Yep. And as we know from our friend uh,
1: Ian, who writes to Play Colorado, he is absolutely tired of the BetMGM ads uh, featuring Kenny Smith over there in Colorado. I don't know. It's, it's wild, me. I don't see any of these ads. I mean, we've seen lots of DraftKings mm-hmm. and Fandle, but apparently if you're in any of these markets, you're getting bombarded by DraftKings, Fandle, and often MGM apparently too. And that, that, that goes to say what we've been talking about, all the money that they're pouring into acquisition right now – MGM is 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 up there with everyone else in terms of how much they're they're spending on commercials and other advertising.
0: Except for us, Adam. Nobody cares about Nevada. Nobody. Nobody cares about us. Well, we, it just, we, we don't see any commercials. We don't get anything like this nothing. my
2: absolute favorite part of watching the Monday Night Football broadcast of the Las Vegas Raiders, the NFL embracing Las Vegas for the first time ever. Right. And there were DraftKings DFS ads over and over and over talking about how exciting it was the first game in Las Vegas. And I thought that's fantastic. Nobody in Nevada can play. like It's not even an option, but yeah, I, uh, to Dustin's point, I, I'm watching New York sports broadcast. I'm watching Yankees broadcast every night and you cannot escape the DraftKings ads and, and the FanDuel placements and, and all sorts of other uh, sports books looking for that in New York market. Yeah. And
1: same for me. And when I watch Phillies games, you got, you know, uh, oh, oh yeah, of course uh, you're getting DraftKings reads in the middle of radio and TV all the time. Like the DraftKings hot, I forget what it's exactly hot player of the week or something. It's like, it's, Incessant, and you like again. I watch. I'm watching the Phillies games, despite the fact that they suck right now. Like in the in batters <laughs> behind the batter is DraftKings DFS right field corner. DraftKings Sportsbook. This stuff is becoming ubiquitous already. It's 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 mildly crazy. And yeah, going with DraftKings. Keene, more than Keating played play DFS in Nevada still. Matt has to drive right. to to California. If I have to know, drive to the California border. Away. I
0: know. It's like it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. It's like ah. Uh... <laughs> people think I'm crazy too. I'm like, Oh, here's my, here's my pilgrimage to the California border to go like (laughs) remotely sign up for contests and come back and have to play. No,
2: just, just tell them you're going to get lottery tickets out in prim. That's what everybody believes anyway. And and
0: everybody thinks that's okay. Like I tell them I'm going to sign up for DFS contests and I'm crazy. And then the lottery comes around and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm driving. for sure. I'll wait in the three hour line. Yeah. I'll wait in the three hour line to get a Powerball ticket. I'm like, all right, who's, who's the crazy one now? But, uh, Anyways, we speaking of DraftKings, Adam, we got we got a new board member for them over there.
2: Two new board members, uh, in fact. Uh, I think the most interesting one added to the board was Jocelyn Moore, former senior vice president uh, in charge of uh, public affairs at the NFL. Uh, not a place that necessarily aligned with the interests of DraftKings for uh, a good amount of time. In fact, uh, Jocelyn Moore testified on behalf of the NFL at the federal sports betting hearing in the house in 2018. And part of that testimony said that the NFL wanted federal legislation to avoid quote, a regulatory race to the bottom. So, you know, we're, we're, we're curious how that, how that aligns. We've with, come around uh, with DraftKings <laughs> yeah. Now people come uh, around or certainly, Yeah, sure. It certainly <laughs> seems like a, a shift of opinion. Um, but, but it is also, uh, Positive for the industry in the long run to see the interests of the NFL and a major operator like DraftKings, at least in theory, aligning a little bit better.
0: And let's take this home, Dustin, and uh, welcome all of my friends who fast forwarded just to this part in the podcast to listen here. Uh, Let's talk about Louisiana. Um, So I get the question all the time because I lied to them and I said, hey, you guys are going to be able to play DFS for uh, for this season. And uh, they're like, hey what uh what's uh what's going on with that because uh i can't play dfs and so uh they're like yeah and so anyway about that sports betting stuff and and everything here so uh, can we give everybody just a a a big look at louisiana here we know that they passed this the will of the people passed dfs two years ago and they still do not have it in the in the great state of louisiana
1: yeah, uh, I mean, what well, the, the most proximate thing is here. where the same dynamic here as sports betting: is that we the, the legislature passed something. We have uh, a, a referendum in just uh, November of the elections, where parish by parish, people will decide whether they they want to legalize sports betting. So uh, DFS is still not there. There's still no regulations live in the state. It's still out there uh, percolating in the background. Uh, but the sports betting is also here. This the, the interesting part here is that we have. a... We talked about the referendum in Maryland and being backed by DraftKings and Fandle. We have another group, uh, not shockingly, you know, every, any referendum in a state has something going on usually to support and or uh, try to kill the bill. So have Louisiana wins here, which is a uh, trying to drum up support for the referendum, you know, I, I'm sure anybody who ha- would get a license in the state is among the, those doing it. Uh, they're suggesting lots of revenue will go toward infrastructure in the state. So that's obviously a, a, a kind of a winning thing. Uh, you'd rather have that than the alternative of no tax money going toward that. So uh, again, people a lot of good money going into this uh you might have a parish by parish situation where a lot of the largest parishes will will move to legalize it uh and hopefully you and your buddies will be able to to, to bet at uh, saints games in the near future
0: uh adam you guys did kind of contact them over there and figure out what was going on with the the dfs situation there in louisiana and basically they were kind of like uh yeah we uh we didn't we didn't really get around to it
2: that is a short version of it yeah they essentially said that They're still working on the regulations uh, that are going to govern DFS. And I think that that shows you the relative place of DFS tax revenue in the Louisiana budget to say, yeah, we probably had some other things we needed to get to first. Uh, Yeah. DraftKings and FanDuel were behind uh, a push on the referendum on DFS. They're behind this push here on sports betting and uh I do think that when sports betting passes in a number of parishes, which I think we can be fairly yeah. confident that it will, that you'll see more will from the regulators and the legislators to get it up and running quicker because there's more money at stake.
0: Yeah, I would imagine if you're DraftKings and FanDuel. You'd probably like DFS to be up and going right now Because, again, we talk about this whole customer acquisition thing And getting a head start on any competitors And I would imagine it'd be pretty nice to go ahead And have a little database there in Louisiana Of people who are at least somewhat interested in gaming To uh, to be able to market to whenever they do flip the switch there for sports betting So, Dustin, I, I know that DFS, we we kind of put that on the back burner It's crazy to think that you, that, you, that that was what we only talked about For the longest amount of time And now DFS really is on the back burner for us. However, it's not insignificant I don't think in this conversation specifically because with because Louisiana actually would be a brand new market for them which is which they've never served customers in Louisiana before. So actually the customer acquisition part of the DFS is is actually pretty important to the sports betting arm.
1: Yeah, I mean this is it's an interesting one because it's an actual kind of lay level playing field. It's always been one of those that handful of states to where DFS was considered not legal under existing state law and they've never uh, to my knowledge operated in the state. So they don't have they don't have that database. I'm sure they'd love to get up and running and get that head start if uh, DFS uh, beats uh, beats sports betting. I'll Also say uh, Louisiana doesn't look that far behind when you consider it against New York, which four years after they passed the DFS law is still under temporary regulations in New York. They've never passed permanent regulations. God only knows why, but they at least do have regulations there, I guess. So they are, they they are beating Louisiana there.
0: Yes, yes. I re- we we remember that late night vividly, Dustin. We remember those the, the late night stuff going on with that. That was uh, something else. I, I,
1: I yeah, listening to legislative hold music at midnight <laughs> Pacific time as they're doing the, doing the DFS bill. Good fun. Good fun. Yeah,
0: that was that was nuts I think I went through a whole bottle of whiskey that night there's no doubt about it That was that was uh, <laughs> that was a pretty important but um, guys as always everything we talk about here you can find over on LegalSportsReport.com so please go check out all the great work that's over there that Adam and the team have going on and we are on Stitcher Spotify Google and Apple Podcasts. so go in subscribe rate and review we appreciate the five-star reviews helps us climb up the charts there and helps people find this very podcast again follow Dustin at Dustin Galker, Adam at Adam candy you can follow the main account at LSP report and if you hate yourself you can follow me at Matt Brown M2 for Dustin or Adam I'm Matt talk to you guys next week. Uh, Go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment, so you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Camo meal valid when product served.